Hey, everybody. I'm Jen Garrett. My passion for football and pushing boundaries has helped me to create a successful business using the same performance building principles of the world's best players. Through my Move the Ball book, workshops, and consulting work, I've used the same system to help thousands of people to think and execute like a pro athlete when it comes to business and branding. Now, I'm on a mission to help you utilize those tools and strategies to elevate your hustle and get you across the goal line. So get ready. It's time to suit up, to show up, and to move the ball. It's great to be back with you for another episode of Move the Ball. If this is your first time listening, welcome. And if you've been a part of the Move the Ball movement for quite some time, welcome back. As you all know, this podcast is all about business, branding, sports, and of course, how to move the ball. This episode is part of my special Path to the Draft series, where I'm having conversations with NFL draft prospects on their path to the draft. Now, if you have not yet subscribed to the podcast, make sure that you do so so that you never miss an episode as part of this series, as well as the regular show. I've got a great lineup of guests for this season, and there's also been a number of amazing draft class members featured as part of this series, so be sure to go check them out. And of course, I've got an incredible guest here with us today inside the huddle with us and ready to share his story and talk about his path to the draft is Sky Moore. Sky is a wide receiver who played college football at Western Michigan. Sky has a great story that I'm not going to share just yet, so we'll get into that in a minute. And he was also one of the 324 athletes to participate at the NFL Combine, where he ran a 441 40-yard dash. Pretty impressive. More on that and other topics on today's episode. Sky, welcome to the show. What's going on? How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm glad that you're here with us. I know you've been busy, so I appreciate you making time to do the show. And I've been super excited to chat with you. We've been talking about it for a little bit. I saw you in Tampa a while back. You were doing some workouts on the field. I know you've been working really hard to get ready for the draft. So let's kick off our conversation there and talking about the training that you've been doing. You're, you're down with Yo. Murphy and the, the House of Athlete Tampa team, they do a great job. Shout out to all of them. What were some of the things that you were really focused on improving upon during your training the past few months? I started in January. So from then on, I was just trying to get faster, get faster, get faster. Like those were the key points I had going down there. And I wanted to just work on my speed and just overall my physical features, you know, being strong, being more explosive, stuff like that. And Working with Randy down there, we have that's our wide receiver coach. So mm-hmm. I definitely wanted to pick his brain and see, you know, what it takes to be an NFL wide receiver. For sure. Shout out to Randy. He's awesome too. So let's run things way, way back. You're from Pennsylvania. Tell us about when was the first time that you picked up a football and what about it made you fall in love with the game? Yeah, I can't remember when I first picked it up, but it's always been there from as long as I can remember. And what about it excites you? Like what what fires you up about football? Um, really, it's an outlet for me to be able to compete. You know, I, that, that's my favorite thing. That's what I like to do. So if I'm able to compete and it like brings out the competitiveness in me, that's my favorite game. Gotcha. And my listeners know that this whole Move the Ball movement started because I've been a student of the game of football since I was four. I wrote a book called Move the Ball, and I talked about lessons from football that I've learned to help me to be successful in anything that I've done in life. When you look at the sport, What are some of the things that you've taken away from football that you feel are helpful for you as you look to progress into this next chapter of being an NFL player? So I feel like, yeah, just being able to be consistent and knowing if you don't work at something, you're either getting better or you're getting worse. That's the lesson I always take. Game of football shows if you don't go to practice, if you don't do the things that help prepare for your moment, then you're going to 
either not succeed or if you do do those things, you will succeed. Like those are the lessons that I take from the game. For sure. And you have an interesting story, as I alluded to when I mentioned uh, you want to introduce you. You have a knack for excelling on the football field. You've played multiple positions in high school. You went to Shadyside Academy. You played quarterback and DB. But yet when you went to play college ball at Western Michigan, you were converted to a wide receiver. So tell us about that transition. Yeah, it was a smooth transition because at Shadyside, I was able to have the ball in my hands a lot. So making that jump to wide receiver at the college level, it wasn't that big of a jump because I just felt like I was just ready for it. Mm -hmm. So I ended up having a good freshman year and it just snowballed into last season. And how did you choose to become a Bronco and how did the switching position come to be? Really, Western Michigan was my biggest offer. I didn't have too many offers coming out that were like FBS. So it was between Western, Rice, and Buffalo. And I just went with Western because I felt like, you know, that was the best fit out of all those three. And once I committed, you know, there goes a couple months go by and then you got a report in like July or something. I remember flying over all the way to Detroit. And as soon as I got to the airport, coach was telling me like, yeah, you're not going to be a DB anymore. You're going to be a we're going to switch you to the wide receiver room. So that's really how the switch came up. And what did you think when when coach told you that? I just wanted to play. So I always had the mindset of like, oh, if he's switching me, then that means I have a better opportunity in this room, you know? So mm-hmm. I just took it. I just took it like that and ran with it. Well, I love that you had that open-mindedness. I've had other guys that have been uh, on the show, either as part of the Pats, the draft series, or just the regular show where they've talked about how coach has seen something in them and wanted to switch them to a different position, and it worked out really well for them in their career. When you look at the wide receiver position, what in your mind are the skills necessary to excel at the skill position? The skills necessary to excel at the skill position. You got to have a happy medium between speed and IQ. You got to be able to be savvy at a skill position in whatever position you are. You got to have that that like smoothness to you. You always want to be smooth in the skill position, like not looking like it hurt. Sure. And when you look at your skill set, what do you think makes you elite at this position? And then also, how has playing DB and quarterback helped you to excel here? Okay. What makes me elite at this position, I feel like, is just my physical trait. I feel like I'm very, I'm quick. I can get up on you fast. I'm, you know, I'm, I got a good amount of speed. I'm not crazy fast, but I'm fast. And I really feel like my IQ is really what helps me out, though. Well, that's important to, to, to have that football IQ to, to understand the game at a high level, not just your specific position. Right. So as a true freshman in 2019, you ended up starting 12 out of the 13 games. You had 53 receptions for 802 yards and three touchdowns. What were you doing right that first year to ensure that you would show out every Saturday? Honestly, I was just being myself. I was just trying to, I feel like things were more simple back then. Like I just was going out there playing just naturally. I wasn't doing anything I was really supposed to be doing as a freshman. You know, like as far as like, I wouldn't say I watched the most film as a freshman. I wasn't doing, doing nothing. I wasn't even taking care of my body how I should have been, but I was just playing naturally. I feel like just instinctively. I gotcha. And so let's discuss the COVID year for a little bit. 2020 season, 2020 as a year was just an interesting one for all of us as it required us to make adjustments to adapt. And that's really what we have to do to be able to move the ball in football, to move the ball in life. And so when you look at that season, how was 2020 for you? 2020, it was just a year for me to learn. That was my year. I stepped back. I stepped back out of the, out of like that freshman year role where I was able to have that breakout season. 
And then I had to take a step back for Dwayne Eskridge. So being behind him, I would learn a lot of things and just he made me a better receiver. So it was really just a learning experience all 2020. And I guess when you look at, at that season, was there a time that was real a growth moment for you where you felt like you really learned the most? It was like at the end, of, I really noticed I learned the most when D left. It was like that around that time. And I was and I was looking around and seeing what I was doing versus what, you know, my other teammates were doing. And I could tell like there's a difference in my routine. And I got that from D. So I was able to really sit back and think about it like, dang, I've grown so much from my freshman year. Love it. And so you returned to a starter in 2021. Uh, when you look back at this past season, what was the most memorable game for you? Um, Pitt, for sure. I'm from the Pittsburgh area. So be, being able to go out there and beat Pitt, it was the best game ever. Nice. And so in the 14 games of this past season, you ended up having 94 receptions, 1,291 yards and 10 touchdowns. What had you really stepped up on, do you feel in your mind, to really perform well this last season? I feel like I was... I was doing everything I was supposed to do, man. I was just clicking on all cylinders as far as like taking care of my body, you know, knowing the game plan and just being able to go out there and execute. So like I, I took the necessary steps off the field to give me that product of my on the field, you know, season. Love it. Now, winning in both life and football is about overcoming obstacles. Can you share with us an example of an obstacle that you've had to overcome football related or not? And lessons that you've learned from being an athlete that have helped you to tackle that situation. Yeah, yeah. So my senior year of high school, we were like 12 and 0. And I and I ended up breaking my ankle in one of the games before the championship. And that was around the time where I had all the big name interests in my recruitment in high school. So after that happened, I feel like everything just went away. Like all the interests went away. I'm sitting here with a broken ankle. We lost the championship. Like I just took that hard. I mean, we lost before we even got to the championship. So I took that hard. I feel like that was just a big obstacle I had to overcome and just think about my game plan when I was down. And I feel like I'm still executing it today. And I talk to a lot of guys that are playing in the league today. And one of the things they talk about is you have to be very mentally tough to succeed. And it's not just about mental toughness on the field. It's just being being mentally sound overall as a professional athlete. When you were going through that an injury, I'm sure that was tough for you from a mental standpoint. What were some of the things that you were doing to keep your mental toughness strong during that time? Uh, I just remember being around a lot of family and friends around that time period and listening to like a lot of music. That's something that I always just do. And but like, yeah, just being able to like feel comfortable. And what's your favorite kind of music? Um, I'm a, I'm raw, I'm on raw wave right now. That's my kind of music. Okay, he's a great artist. Now you still have college eligibility left, but on January 4th of this year, you declared for the draft. Why did you decide to come out now? I felt like I was just ready for that next step. You know, I felt like I was productive enough to make that step, and I prayed a lot about it, and I just you know took that jump. Gotcha. So let, let's fast forward. The time has come. You've hung up the cleats and now you're getting ready for the combine. How was that combine experience? I mentioned when I read your bio, you ran a 44140 official time. You had a 34 and a half inch vertical, 125 inch broad jump. What was that experience like for you? It was just a great experience for me to go down Florida what three months and work with Yo and work for a day. Just basically you're working all that time for one day and I went out there and really executed for the most part and I was happy with my numbers. 
And when you look back at the combine, because the combine, there it is the one day of actually performing and, and showing what you can do physically. But there's also interviews with teams, you're connecting with other guys, like outside of just performing well, what is something that you'll take away from that experience? It's a very mental experience because like at the end of the day, we're football players. We really actually play football. So that's our thing. And that's why they save that for last. I feel like it's really like, can you can you sit in a hospital for eight hours, basically, just doing nothing? Can you do like, the you know, the things that lead up that people don't see, it definitely tests your mental toughness as well. For sure. Let's fast forward. Pro day was March 15th for you. Um, you were out there running routes, catching passes. What was the pro day experience like for you? Uh, it was really just another, a better version of the combine for me. I honestly, I didn't do the 40 and the, the shuttle races, but I just ran routes and I feel like I ran better routes at my pro day than I did at the combine. Gotcha. So Scott, if a team were to ask you, why should I pick you over someone else? What would you say? I would say, cause you're with drafting me, you're drafting a consistent player. Like you don't have to worry about what kind of guy is coming to the building every day. You know that you're going to get what you're going to get out of me every single day. Great answer. Consistency is important. And they talk about how consistency is what separates the elite from the good or even the great, especially when it comes to playing professional football. Absolutely. So football will eventually come to an end, hopefully for not some time. But have you thought about what you might want to do beyond football? Yeah, I always wanted to, you know, open up my own business somewhere and just, you know, run it. Even if it's small, I still I want to be be like a business owner, you know, make make the leap, make that next leap into the business world. Any thoughts on what kind of business that would be or still too soon? Uh, it's probably still too soon, but I like the uh I like real estate and stuff, so I'm I might I might hop over there. Okay, sounds good. What I want to do now, Skye, is I want to run you through my 2-minute drill and ask you some fun questions. Are you ready? Okay. Yes. All right. The first question is outside of football, what do you like to do? I play I play Madden in 2K. Okay. What is one thing that most people don't know about you? Um, I used to play the trumpet in oh. in in like eighth grade. Interesting. What three words would you use to describe yourself? Um, humble, funny, and determined. Three great words. Next question is, if you had one intro song played at all of your public appearances, what would it be? And I think I know what artist it would be already. Yeah, it'd be the greatest. It'd be the greatest by Rahway. Okay. Yeah. What What is the best piece of advice that you've been given by a coach? Uh, you're always approaching, never arriving. Oh, I like that. Very nice. Now I'm going to flip it and ask you, what is the best piece of advice that you would give someone? The to always stay, yeah, it's basically the same thing. To always stay hungry and don't ever feel like you're satisfied. Love it. All right, the next question is, you're hosting a dinner party and you can invite three famous people, living or deceased. Who would you pick and why? Three famous people. I'm picking LeBron James, Martin Luther King, and Beyonce. Three great choices. Why would you pick them? Just because I want to I wanna hear, I feel like there's three, there are three way totally different people that I want to hear more about, like, like on a personal level, like I'm talking to you, I got, you know, not like just media. I want to really talk to them. For sure. All right. My yeah. next question is, do you sing in the shower? For sure. Absolutely. Would people say you're good? See, yeah, some people do say I'm good. Some people do say I'm good. Okay. Very cool. So I got another question because you've been smiling throughout this whole chat. What, what keeps you in that positive? Why you're just a positive, upbeat kind of guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Really, I just like family. Really, it's just my family and being around my, my loved ones. 
just always gets me gets me in a good mood. And I'm home right now, so I've, I've been in this mood all day. Great answer. All right, so as we look to close the show, Sky, where can people follow you? Where are you at on social media? Yeah, I'm on Instagram. I'm on Twitter. And uh, it's sky.more24. That's for both of them. Perfect. We'll be sure to have those links in the show notes so people can follow you on your journey. Thanks so much, Sky, for joining us today. Yep. Thank you. And I wish you much success in this next chapter. And thanks to everyone for listening. Again, if you liked today's episode, make sure that you hit that subscribe button if you have not already done so. And also share the show with a friend or two or three. It's one way that you can help me to move the ball. All right, everyone. Thanks so much again for listening. And we will catch you next time. Until then, make sure that you suit up, you show up, and you move the ball. Thank you for listening to Move the Ball. To see more about what I'm up to and how I can help you to move the ball in your business, with your brand, or your career, check out my website at www.getinsidethehuddle.com. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so that you never miss an episode and also join the Move the Ball Facebook group for even more content and to be a part of the Move the Ball movement.